Awesome. We serve an amazing God, don't we? I'll tell you what, it, you just don't know what to expect, you know? I mean, he's, he's doing so many great things, you just don't know what to expect next. Now, for those of you that, that have not been privy to my teaching, I like to have fun when I teach. Amen? So, so Sheila's already laughing. She knows, she's, she don't know what's coming. You know? But I like to have a great time when I, when I teach, and I enjoy teaching, and of course, it's easy to teach to the greatest church on the planet, you know, so y'all make it easy for us. It's good to see all of you tonight. Thank you all for being here. Those of you, like Jason said, on live stream and Facebook Live, thank you for being with us tonight. I want to talk to us about something tonight that I think everybody has to deal with at some point in time. And the title of what I'm going to talk about tonight is, As a Man Thinketh. As a Man Thinketh think it. And listen, I, I think about a lot of things, but I think more about the things my wife tells me to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm getting in trouble already on it. If you got your Bibles, you know, if, if not, just follow with us on the screen. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says this, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Philippians 4 and 8 says this, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. And Proverbs 23 and 7 says this, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So I want to talk to us a little while tonight on this subject, as a man thinketh. You know, the Bible, the, the, the mind is a valuable thing. And how many in here has Facebook? All right. Every now and then you'll see this little screen on Facebook pop up and it'll say, if you click here, you can find out what actor or what star you look like. So, of course, homeboy here goes and clicks on it, <laughs> and I click on it, and then, you know, you can see it buffering, and it'll finally come up, and it says, I look like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I don't know where that would come from, folks, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now listen, I can see the resemblance here. You know, when I'm walking around in my t-shirt, you know, at home, and the muscles are just bulging out. Of course, I don't, I don't have the tattoos or anything like that, but the muscles are just bulging out, and my wife is looking at me like, my, 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 my. The, 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 thing I, I, the thing I don't understand is how they get this black man to look like a white man. I don't know. I guess they understand it, but can you all see the resemblance? Yeah, yeah, that's right. See me after church. I got money for you. <laughs> but I want to talk to us a little bit about as a man thinketh. As a man thinketh. 
The Bible de describes our minds by using the figure of a ship looking for harbor. Though you may be unable to keep the disease-ridden ships from sailing back and forth on the ocean, you can certainly refuse them docking privileges in the harbor of your mind. Half the battle, folks, is won right here. Right here. And listen, when I was growing up, I think I was the only person in the world that had this. I had a double-barrel BB gun. A and that thing could shoot accurate, too. Well, maybe that was me, but a double-barrel BB gun. And listen, I was, I was out. I can remember the day just like it was yesterday. I was out shooting my BB gun, and this guy, Benjamin, he said, Earl, let me shoot it, man. And that was a big bird up in the tree there that he wanted to shoot. So I said, all right, go ahead. And this BB gun, it would break down like an old shotgun. It would break down, and you could put your BBs in there, and you pick it back up and shoot. The man broke my BB gun. I was so mad at him. I was thinking of ways how to get him. So you know what? Maybe I'll get, go buy me a pellet gun, and when he's not looking, I'll kind of shoot him in the leg or something. Listen, I was a young kid at this time, so don't hold these things against me. But I thought about ways of how I could get him, and, you know, he was bigger than I was, so maybe I'll just go get my Aunt Ethel. My Aunt Ethel used to fight our battles. She was a lady about this tall and tough as nails, folks. She could whip most men. I don't know how she did it, even to this day. When my wife started getting on my nerves, I said, look, I'm going to call Ethel. It doesn't help. She's not afraid of Ethel. But, you know, you think about things and when you, you think about it, you can kind of see it happening. I've often thought about me walking over the streets of gold in, in heaven, and I try and live my life to make sure I do that. Now, when I first met my wife, my, my Uncle Clyde, he told me, he said, Earl, I'm going to let you all in on a secret. Most times they didn't call me Earl. They called me Pee-wee. Yeah, I know. I don't know where they got that from because I've never been, well, maybe so. But they called me Pee-wee. They said, Pee-wee, said, look, I want you to go somewhere with me, but first we've got to go to Port Allen. I've got to stop and I've got to get something from Camilla. That was my wife's aunt. I said, all right, I'll go with you. So I was slim and trim and good looking back then. I probably looked like the rock then, you know. Had my Jerry curl, you know. He's, he, you know, when you go in places, you got that Jerry curl, and I got my pick, you know, and I had my pick, and I get my pick, and boy, I'd start picking it all out and make sure everything was kind of the way it needed to be, and had my, my jeans on, they were starched, and had my polo shirt on. Man, I was looking sharp. I mean, I was, I was a force to be reckoned with. So we get to my wife's house, and he said, come on in, Pee-wee. I said, all right, let's, let's go in. So I'm standing in the living room, and Sister Wheeler come walking out, and she got rollers in her hair, and she got one glimpse of me, and boy, that was it. She's never been the same since, you know? Yeah, that's true. I love you, honey. 
But she's never been the same since. When she got a look at me and, and my jerry curl and my jeans and my polo shirt, you know, it was, it was over. So needless to say, that's been 34 years ago. And this coming Saturday, we'll celebrate our anniversary. And I'm going to tell you what, I could not have gotten a better woman on the planet. I love this woman with all my heart, and I could not see her living with anybody else. I just hope she let me sleep with her tonight and not on the couch, you know, after all these stories, you know. But we're going we're gonna to have our anniversary this weekend, and Mark and Brianna are getting married on our anniversary. So that makes it even more special. So, but anyway, when you, when you think about things and you think about how you want things and how they should be, you start kind of putting things into motion. And listen, if you want to see yourself as a soul winner, if you want to see yourself filled with the Holy Ghost, if you want to see yourself being somebody great in the kingdom, start thinking about it. Put it in your mind. So you know what? I can, I can really read five chapters a day. Or I can fast a whole day without, you know, or I, can, I can really study more. I can do more. I can be more. If you start thinking about it, then you can, it can happen. But if you let the enemy steal your thoughts, if you let him cloud your thinking with all kind of, well, you know what? I can't be anything for God. I can't do anything. I'm, I'm of no value in the kingdom of God. And if, if you let him put that stuff in your mind, then you'll be nothing. But as a man thinketh, the Bible says, so is he. So I want us to change our thinking a little bit. I want us to see ourselves being that great dad or, or that great mom or that exemplary brother or sister. I want us to start seeing ourselves there. I want us to start seeing this church packed out with people. I want us to see the ushers having to put chairs in the aisle to, to seat everybody. I want to see the ace in a fall and I, I want to see those things. And I'm starting to think about how I could make that happen or how I could help that happen. And if I think it, then I can certainly achieve it. I can certainly achieve it. Job talks about those who harbor resentment in their hearts. The psalmist talks about those who harbor malice in their minds. James talks about those who allow bitter envy and selfish ambition to harbor within them. Jeremiah 4 and 14 says this, How long will you harbor your evil thoughts? Deuteronomy 15 and 9 says, Be careful not to harbor this wicked thought. Matthew 9 and 4 says, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your mind? Romans 13, 14 says, Clothe yourselves with the Lord, Jesus Christ, and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Your mind is the most valuable thing that you have in your possession. The way you spend your mind is of the most, utmost importance. It's of the, um, the most, utmost importance. You will become what you think. You will become what you think. So if you think you can be something great, you'll become something great. If you think you can be rich, then you can, you can certainly achieve that. But if you think you're not going to be anything and that you, you, you're never going to be any more than what you are now, then certainly you, you can always achieve that. But I want us to elevate our thinking tonight. I want us to realize that God is in us and it's His desire for us to be more than we are. 
It is his desire. And listen, if he spoke this world into existence, then he can speak into your life and you can become what you want to be. But you have to start thinking it. We have to change your thought process, maybe. You will become what you think. Acts 26 and 2 says, King Agrippa said, I think myself happy. I think myself happy. Doesn't mean you're happy all the time. It doesn't mean things don't happen in your life. Because listen, the, the, the main thing is to keep the main thing. Life happens. Things happen. You get sick. You get weary. You, get, you die. Things happen. But you know what? How we think about those things and how we deal with those things is something else that has to happen. How we, how we deal with, how we handle what we're going through. How we handle what, we deal, what, we, what we're dealing with. If we can think ourselves happy. He said, I think myself happy. Folks, we don't have to just accept what the enemy says to us. And listen, he's a liar and the father of it. So if he tells you that you're nobody, then hey, think the opposite of that. If he says you're, you're nobody, you're good for nothing, man, you, you are just the greatest person on the planet. If he says you can't be anybody in the kingdom of God, then look out. You're, you're going to be one of the best soul winners on the planet. Because he's, he's a liar and the father of it. And all he can do is tell you lies. He'll, he won't tell you the truth about yourself. If we can just change our thought process, then God can do some greater things with us. I'm not saying he can't use you the way you are, what you're thinking. I'm not saying that. But you know what? If we could just come up a little higher, if we could elevate a little bit more, then God can do more for us. He can bless us more. If we could just think ourselves happy. Isn't that amazing that we can just think it and it'll happen? Now, my wife and I have been married for like 34 years. And sometimes it's, it's, it's a little tough to, 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 to see that we think the same way a lot of times. We think the same things. You know, a lot of times I could call her from work and say, you know what, I want this for, for dinner. And she says, I already got it cooking. Or I thought about the same thing. Or, or we want to go and do something. You know, I thought about the same thing. That's a little troubling sometimes, folks. You know, for your wife to think the same thing, yeah, well, that's a good thing, honey. She's looking at me with them glasses. You know, she's got her glasses down and looking at me. I'm getting in trouble here. But if we can change our thought process, if we could think a little differently, then maybe God can use us a little more. Maybe God can bless us more. Maybe God can, can, can maybe we can win our families if we just think it a little different. If we just think a little different. Your mind is the most valuable thing that you have in your possession. The way you spend your mind is of utmost importance. You will become what you think. Albert Einstein says this. The world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. Now I'm going to give you that again. 
It says the world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. It can't be changed without changing our thinking. So if we can think a little differently, then maybe we can have a different result. Thomas Edison said this. He said 5% of the people think. 10% of the people think they think. And the other 85% would rather die than think. That's a troubling thought. That's a troubling thought. 5% of people think. 10% of people think they think. And the other 85 would rather die than think. That's very troubling. It's very troubling. We've got to change our thought process. Marcus Aurelius said this, The most important things in life are the thoughts you choose to think. Because you know what? You'll become what you think. You know, I'm the type of person, I'll talk myself out of a lot of things. I'll say, you know what, I need to go and cut the grass, and I'll start thinking about, well, you know what? I have worked hard today, so... I'm kind of tired, and it's hot out there, and I start thinking about all the different things that, why I can't do those things. And before long, it's 8 o'clock at night, it's too dark, and I can't go out and do it. Praise the Lord. But you know, you talk yourself, you think yourself out of things. And we can think ourselves into things. You know, when I wanted to win my, the love of my wife and I wanted to win her, I put thought into it. I said, man, you know what? I need to pick out this jerry curl and I need to put on my starch jeans and my polo shirt and I need to say nice things to her. You know? I need to kind of run, go up to her and kind of rub her arm a little bit with my arm, you know. and I want, I want to get close to her. I want to, I want to touch her. You know, I'll, I'll go up to her and I'll rub her face and things like that. And I think of things to do just to try to get closer to her. And folks, it worked. We've got nine children. <laughs> it works. So if you put a little thought process into what you want, you can achieve it. You can have it. God is, God's with you. It's his desire to give you good things. It's his desire to do that. But, you know, we got to think about how we want to do things. Right now, I'm working on how to become a millionaire. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I hadn't thought much on that, obviously, you know. But if I put enough thought in it, I can do that. You know, I'm thinking right now how to get all the kids out of the house while well, Mom and I can have the empty nest. I need to think more on that. I'm kidding. I love my children. But you understand what I'm saying. If we can think it, we can have it. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. You know, it takes a little bit of effort. It, it takes a little bit. It takes you doing something different, perhaps. You know, I mean, we got a lot of successful people here. But you know what? We can be more successful. 
We can be more successful. You know, I'm trying to think now how I could get my wife to start cutting the grass and no, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'm really getting in trouble up here. Gary Collins said this. He said, It doubtless is true that people become what they think about. It's true that people become what they think about. So I want you to think about yourself as being a soul winner. I want you to think about yourself as being somebody great in the kingdom of God. I want you to think of yourself as, hey, I was the one instrumental in saving my family. You know, I was the one instrumental in praying this, this miracle through. I did that. You know? And listen, it's not about just being lifted up and look at what I did. But we can change things is what I'm trying to say. That's the point I'm trying to make to you tonight. Things can change. Things can be different if we'll just change the way we think about it. If the way we think about it. Now, when my, my little Datsun B210, when I had to, to change the plugs in it, y'all heard the story. I had to think about, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe that is God telling me to take the old plugs out. I mean, take the new plugs out, put the old ones back in. You know, and a lot of times God is speaking to us, and we dismiss it as, well, you know what, maybe that was just me. But remember, he's that still, small voice. And maybe he's trying to get us to change the way we think about things. The devil loves to take advantage of a mind that is ignorant of one, ignorant or one that is pushed around by wayward emotions. J. Oswald Chambers Sanders said this, the mind of a man is the battleground on which every moral and spiritual battle is fought. The battle is fought in your mind. Vance Havner says this, Our defeat or victory begins with what we think. And if we guard our thoughts, we shall not have much trouble anywhere else along the line. That's, my, that's one of my daily prayers. Lord, guard my mind. Guard my spirit. Guard my thoughts, because I'll become what I think. I'll become what I think. And I want us to elevate our thinking today. I want us to think ourselves happy. I want us to think ourselves well. I want us to think ourselves blessed. I want us to think ourselves healed. And if we think those things, then our minds and our bodies will start moving in that direction and before long, you are where you are what you thought. You are what you thought. Second Corinthians 10.5 says this. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Romans 12.2 says this. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Philippians 2 and 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, I want us to start thinking that we can have the mind of God. We can have that. We can have those things, folks. But for so long, the enemy has said, Well, no, that's not for you. That's for this person. That's for the ministry. That's for the pastor. Or that's for one of the leaders. That's not for you. 
Yes, it is for you. You can have the mind of God. You can have things of God. You can, you can, you can. But if you think you can't, then probably won't because you've already lost a battle here. You've already lost a battle here. Isaiah 26 and 3 says this, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. There are a couple of characteristics that the Lord mentioned in his teachings that to this day we have no idea what their names were, but so powerful was the lifestyle that they developed that can help us see how we think. And one of them is the man that put his hands to the plow. God never told us who that man was. He never gave us a name. In Luke 9, 62, it says this, And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hands to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus was addressing a crowd of people who were considering following him, but had various difficulties with the call. These people were saying, you know what, I want to follow him, but they had things come up in their lives. And for those things, they said, you know what, I, I don't think I can do it. But he's, Jesus said, no man that putteth his hands to the plow and looketh back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now listen, God has brought you to the kingdom for such a time as this. He's brought you to a place such as this. Don't look back on what God has done in your life. Those things that he's done, they're in, the, they're in the past. The point I want to make is look forward. Change your thought. See what God can do in your life. He, he's probably done some great things in your past. But those things in your past are just that. They're in your past. Let God do some new thing. Let God do a new thing in your life. Let him bless you. Let him minister to you. Let him do some new things. Let him give you some new testimonies. Let him do some new things in your life. Look forward. Say, so you know what, God? I'm, I'm excited about what you have for me in the, in the future. I'm, I'm appreciative of what you've done in the past, but I'm also more excited about what you're going to do in my future. And if we'll do that, then God will start moving. He'll start moving because you're moving. Because you're moving. One man, Jesus was addressing a crowd of people who were considering following him, but had various difficulties with the call. One man, in verses 57 and 58, could not give up his home. One man could not give up his dead relatives. One man could not give up his family. All, their, all of their excuses prompted the metaphor he used that day. Perhaps Jesus reverted back to the memory of the carpenter shop when under the direction of Joseph's, Joseph's careful instruction, Jesus had finished his first plow. The farmer came to pick it up and soon was in the field turning over the rich dark earth. Perhaps it was on such a day that Jesus has gotten the permission of Joseph to slip off and watch the farmer from a distant hidden place as he used the plow that Jesus had made. Folks, if we'll just change our thought process, if we'll just, you know what, let me, let me just sit back and let me just analyze this. Let me just look at it. And you think about it. You know what? Maybe I could do this a little different. 
Maybe I can be better. Maybe I can be blessed. Now, I, 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 I accompanied Picnic a couple of months or so ago. We had this kid. This has to be the most annoying kid on the planet. They have this big pond out there, and you break bread off, and you throw it in the, in the pond, and all the fish will swim up to get the bread. And everybody just out there having a good time, and this kid walks up. You know what? I've thought about maybe how I could just do this and not have to throw bread in. I could maybe make a sound or something, and the fish would come up. And everybody's just kind of looking at him. Dude, really? Really? But he's, and you know what? <laughs> the sad truth is, he may come up and do that because he's thinking it. Because he's thinking it. Folks, if we'll just think about things, if we'll think about how we can be better or how we can love our brother or our sister more or how we can be a better blessing to the church or to the kingdom of God or, or to our, our, our spouse or our children, our children probably would love for us to think about how we can be more of a blessing to them. Then we little kids, I'm going to tell you what. Growing up in the house with nine children, nine different personalities, I'm surprised my wife and I can still think. But you know, those were some of the greatest times on the planet that we've had. Because they taught us how to think. And to see one over here doing something and one over here trying to contradict that, and it was amazing. It was just simply amazing. So if you don't have nine children, I'll let you have mine for a price. No, I won't. But you understand what I'm saying. If we could just elevate our thinking, if we could think differently, if we could say, you know what? God does have more for me. God's heart is toward me. If we'll just think that and say, you know what? Maybe I can do better. Maybe I can do better. Maybe I don't have to accept what, what I have. Maybe I can have more. Maybe I can be better. Maybe I can do more. Maybe I can do better. And if we'll start thinking that, then we'll start stepping in the direction to make it happen. But if we get comfortable where we are and say, you know what? I've got enough. I'm, I'm happy with that. I've got enough. Then we'll always have what we have. But if we say, you know what, I want more and I can do more, God has more for me, then we can have more. We can have more. This church can be packed out. If one person, if every person would just reach one, if every person would just witness to one, you don't have to witness to five or six, just one. And listen, come, come to Sunday school with me. Man, this church is awesome. If you do that on Sunday morning... And just think, if 50 people brought one person, we've got another 50 people. We really would have to move to the A Center. But, you know, if we start thinking, you know what? I know Brother Wheeler, he'll, he'll, he'll invite somebody. He'll, he may be, he'll, he'll bring somebody. I don't have to worry about doing that. Or I, I can just be what I, what I am. I could, I'm, I'm comfortable with where we are. But, you know what? If, we, if we'll just elevate our thinking, if we'll say, you know what? I can bring one. I can give my testimony. The Bible says, And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And it doesn't take much. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to do that. 
Because God has done something in the life of everyone here. And if you'll just share your testimony. There's so many people that need to hear your testimony. And if you'll just share that, if you'll do that, then you know what? It'll spark something in somebody else. They'll start thinking, you know what? Maybe God is for me. Maybe, maybe God doesn't hate me. You know, maybe I can go to church and maybe I can turn my life around. But you know, if we don't share our testimony, if we don't do anything more than what we are, if we're comfortable with where we are, if we say, well, you know what? Somebody else will do it. Nobody may not do it. And the cost is too great for that. The cost is too great. Souls hang in the balance. Souls hang in the balance. As a man thinketh, so is he. There's power that comes from focus. If you can just think, if you can just give your mind to God in such a way that he can use it, it will be amazing what he'll do with you. But you know, so many times we, we say, well, you know what? God's up there and I'm just a little person down here and maybe he don't want to speak to me. Maybe he don't want to talk to me. Folks, I beg to differ. God is he's right there. He's right by your side. He's, he's whispering in your ear. He's, he's that little still small voice in your life. He's telling you he loves you and he's with you and he's got your back and all those things. He's telling you that. But you know, sometimes we think, you know what, big God, he don't have time for little me. But nothing can be further from the truth. God does love you. He is with you. You'll have to endure some calamities in life and some disappointments along the way. But they have the power to elevate your life. If you can make sure your thinking is right. The farmer had an aim. His ultimate aim was a great harvest. But in the interim, he had to focus on plowing straight rolls. I don't know a whole lot about farming. But I know you can't just plow and do that. I know the roads have to be straight. And listen, the Bible says we've got to make straight paths for our feet. If we want God to do some great things in our lives, then let's live for Him. Let's trust Him. Let's just see what He'll do in our lives. Let's just put Him to the test. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord's good. And if we'll just trust Him, you know, if we can trust Him with our finances, if we could say, you know what? God, okay, okay. You said you'll bless me. You said you'll rebuke the devourer if I'll give my 10%. I'm going to trust you with it. And He's done that. If we could trust Him with every part of our life, if we could trust Him with every aspect of our lives, where could we be? You know, I used to, I'm going to tell myself, I, I, I like to walk. But you know what? Sometime in the evening I'm tired and I'm lazy and I don't want to do it. So a month or so ago I started going to the park around, down from my house and I'd walk three times around and you do that, it's a mile. So I'd come home, boy, and I'm, I'm, I'm good, to, you know, and I've walked my mile today. I'm the man around here, baby. You know? I'll do that a couple of days in a row, and my legs start getting sore. I say, you know what? I don't think I'm going to go today. And when you do that, and you see the difference it makes in your life, and you stop doing it, and, and when you sit back and you think about it, you know what? If I had kept doing that for the whole month, how would I feel now? How much better would I feel? 
But if I do it for a week and I stop because I'm getting sore, I'll never know that. I'll never know that because I stopped. I stopped walking. I won't know what it could have done to my, to my health, what, it could have, what difference it could have made in my life if I'd done it for 30 days straight. So folks, elevate your thinking. Think, I can be more. I will be more. I will not just accept mediocrity. I'll only accept greatness. And you'll start seeing God doing some great things in your life. Make straight paths for your feet. If you've not committed to making, to living for God like you need to, then I challenge you. I challenge you to do it tonight. Make a new commitment. Re- recommit yourself to, you know what? I'm going to give this all I got, God. I'm going to give it all I got. And I'm going to see just what you'll do in my life. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to step out on it. I had a preacher one time tell me, he says, you know how to get something from God? He said, you got to go out on a limb and you got to saw between you and the tree. you got to go out on a limb and saw between you and the tree. If you want to do something for God, now is the time. We've got so many young people that need to hear your testimony, that need to hear your voice in their lives. We've got old people that need to hear that. I've got a man that's 60, almost 60 years old that don't go to any church. He works with me. Don't go to any church because he's been hurt in church. Folks, if there's ever a time where we need to live for God, if there's ever a time that we need to, if we feel ourselves slipping and tired another night, just hang on. We're at the end of this thing. If you've lived for God for one day, if you've lived for God for one minute, it's too long to turn back. It's too long to turn back. So I challenge you tonight to tie another knot if you feel yourself slipping. If you need something from God, go out on a limb and saw between you and the tree. I I, I challenge you tonight to change the way you're thinking. If you want to be something great, then think yourself great. I think myself happy. Think it, and you can become it. You are what you think. You can become what you think. You can become what you think. So I challenge you to do that tonight. I challenge you that if you've not recommitted to God, recommit to Him. And this time, don't put limits on God. Say, okay, God, I'll I'll, I'll step in just a little bit and... I want to see how cold the water is. I want to test the water. No. Jump in. Jump in. It's got people here tonight that's been wanting to do do some great things. But now is the time. Do those great things. Think about what you want to do and do it. Think about it. Do some great things in this church, in the kingdom of God. God's counting on you. He's counting on you. Yes, He spoke this word into existence. No, He don't need any of us. But He gives us the opportunity to do it. He gives us the opportunity to be blessed. He gives us that opportunity. So I challenge you. Think yourself happy. Think yourself blessed. Think yourself healed. Think yourself, you know, if you need a miracle in your life, think about it. See it happening. See it happening. See what you want 
Look at it. So you know what, God, I can see it. I can see myself walking on streets of transparent gold. But you know what? You've got to do some things. You've got to think about it. You've got you to make it happen. Nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. Think about it. Make it happen. Trust God. Let God bless you. Let God do what He's wanting to do in your life. Amen? Why don't you stand? I'm getting you all out a little bit early tonight, so you all owe Brother Murphy about 10 minutes. <laughs> Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you tonight. We're so thankful, Lord, that we have you in our lives. And Lord, I'm thankful for this great church and for this people. Lord, and I pray the blessings of God would rest upon them. I pray that you'd be with them. God, and I pray that somehow we would change our thinking, that we would just trust you more, that, that we'll go out on a limb and we'll saw between us and the tree. And God, we'll believe you for, for whatever we need. We'll believe you for the miraculous. God, we'll believe you for our healings. We'll believe you, Lord, for the blessings that we need in our lives. God, I thank you, Lord, for this people. I thank you for this church. God, we love you and we honor you in all things, always, in Jesus' name. God bless you tonight.